It's the middle of December. The days continue to darken, and I think we're all trying to find ways of bringing light into our homes and our hearts at the end of a very difficult year. The winter solstice is only days away and Christmas is coming. Hard perhaps to get into the festive mood after all we've been through, but I'm hoping that maybe a little music and song, followed by a reading from the brilliant young writer Dara McNulty, might help to spread a sense of warmth and hope amongst us all. Welcome to this short Christmas offering from the Shaking Bog podcast. A little Christmas gift, if you like, ahead of our full winter edition in January. I'm Catherine Noons, and I live in the Glencree Valley in County Wicklow, home of the Shaking Bog, where we are lucky enough to have a group of local wren boys. I'm walking a short distance up from my house now, to see them rehearsing for their annual outing on St. Stephen's Day. You might be able to hear them in the distance. They've gathered outdoors below the road, and what a morning they've chosen for it. A clear, sparkling, beautiful winter's day. I'm hoping to also have a word with two members at the heart of the group, Nora Burton and Liz Wilson. lots of ways I think for the houses we regularly go to we're catalysts for their performances yeah, people yeah. have practiced songs and thought about it and yeah and that's become a tradition because I mm-hmm. see us yeah, as yeah. as the um, getting people you know they have this audience who come and visit their house and yeah, yeah. and you know we back them up if we can and but yeah. but there is just that that lovely sense of having been visited by 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 something, you know, almost magical, actually. It's fabulous. It's about the community, isn't it? I'm for the community. But I think we could also say for us, it's become really important. Oh yeah, yeah. it's a highlight of yeah, the year. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. 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 What does it mean to you, Nora? It's just the coming together of of of, of us, you know, of uh, first as musicians and as friends, and the fact that it's also local and it's for for the local charity. So really, it's about the community, and that's what it means, you know. It's like being the sacristan. The only reason I'm the sacristan is, is for the community, so they can they can go and have something and be part of it. You know, it's a very special community around here. You know, very much so. It is. So that's really and the fun, of course. Lovely. That sounds grand. Okay. I'm going to try on a hat. I haven't tried it on. Go for it, yeah. One, two, three, four. (laughs) 
I think there's an amazing appreciation of music here, and I don't mean our music, because ours is, as you say, a lot of us only learnt as older people, but there's an appreciation for the culture of coming together. People are realising now, we mustn't lose this. Yes, yeah. But at the same time, so important not to break it this year for the yes, people yeah, who are living yeah. on their own yeah. and, and yeah. to do it safely. Yeah. And when, it, when it's done, you feel really good. Don't you feel really, oh, yeah, exhausted really good, exhausted. Great. Yeah. Yeah. No matter how tired you are, you feel good, you know. Tuesday 25th of December, Christmas Day dawns with Blanda's excitement filling the house. A bike, a bike, and soon she'll be outside when it's a half respectable hour with all the other kids riding around in the rain. I'm always up early and Christmas morning is no exception. The excitement is heightened and all the usual noises are drowned out by the ripping of paper. Two presents from Santa each, chocolate coins, stockings filled with sticker books, a pack of cards, an orange or homemade gingerbread men, Lego or Playmobil figures. I never played with the figures. I build them and line them up or arrange them in varying formations. Lorcan always played with his though, fiercely. Brothers, both autistic, but not carbon copies. I think Christmas mornings have always been happy. I can't remember a distressed one. I was always with my family in my house, safe. Every year we watched the snowman somewhere on the telly. Last night, Christmas Eve, we all got a small pile of new books to read over the holidays and over the last winter months. It's another annual ritual. I got the Book of Dust by Philip Pullman and a second-hand CAD file, along with some nature books and fantasy novels. After the presents are opened, dinner is prepared early, so we've got plenty of free time to wrap up and go for a walk. Mum is the designated and self-appointed cook. Nobody argues with that, but we all help with peeling vegetables and tidying, well, a little bit. This Christmas, Mum and Dad gave us an Xbox because we like to play open-world strategy games together. Sometimes we get violent, but we always try to be the pacifists first. Negotiate compromise. Is this like the real world? We can differentiate. Most teenagers can. We play on computers, but we also get bored of them. And that's when it's time to go outside, which is exactly what we do. After we've managed to persuade Blana to leave her bike behind so we can take Rosie out, we all head into the eddying wind, aiming for Murloc Beach. It's raining when we get there, and the sky feels as if it's pressing against our heads. We usually walk the opposite way, 
but today we turn towards the beach and walk over the slick boardwalk. When we reach the dunes, Blanad finds some dogfish, egg cases, mermaid purses, and a raven feather. I find the kestrel feather and think back to the bird I saw here in the autumn. I stroke its strong, compacted form and put it carefully into my pocket. I've never found a kestrel feather before. As we walk down towards the shoreline, dunes on either side, the sea fret comes in from nowhere and sucks up the horizon so we can only see a single strip of waves frothing and spewing. On the beach, the wind whips at our ankles and our faces, punches our stomachs. We run at the waves, turning just in time to miss. Lorcan and Blanad have found some dead seaweed and are whacking each other with it, giggling hysterically. I leave them to it and continue back up the dunes. The mist envelops me as I walk, curling up from the waves, smothering me in wispy tendrils. I can taste the salt and hear the crashing, but I can't see more than a few feet in front of me. I can feel the vastness of what I can't see and huddle down to take shelter by a perfect, intact dune. Suddenly, shapes burst through, rainbow scarf and hat, Lorcan in Viking mode charging at me. I run too, and we all roar into the mist, roaring for a better world. The cry is half rallying, half despair. It's also for the depth of feeling we have, for this place, for each other. We hold hands and run down the dune path in a line, unbroken. We are all warriors now. We run to the waves, wind slapping our cheeks red. We stop just shy of the shoreline and hug each other. Sometimes it comes over us like that, an uncontrollable urge, like a boron rhythm with flutes and fiddles, drifting in from somewhere else, wrapping around us. With wind buffeting, we laugh and pull ourselves apart, running down the length of the beach towards Mum and Dad and Rosie. We return to the car park, feeling euphoric, breathless. There's a chatter in the trees, but I have to stand very still at the fence bordering the reserve to see the, into the mist, making out the shapes of Twight or Linnet, one perched on every bare branch little clockwork movements, a chittering chorus. They rise up and land in the field and start busily scuffling at the ground. A song pierces the chatter, as bold as a robin's, but this one is a dunnock, throat pulsing with effort and a mist all around it, lilting with phrasings, bursting through matter. I do one of my little wriggly jumps because no one is here to see it. Skipping to the car, I realize I'm ravenous. The day spins with no fuss, no stress, no table decorations besides crackers or party games other than drafts, the Sleeping Queen's board game that Blana got for Christmas. And of course the Xbox that mum starts to regret buying when Lorcan and I start singing the Skyrim theme tune. 
Later, looking at the photos of us at Murloc Beach on Mum's phone, I can see the wind whipping the marum grass, the dunes sculpted by Aeolian erosion. And although our family is small and insignificant in the wide shot, by looking closer, you can see how alive we felt. We end the day with Mum's reading, The Dark is Rising, aloud by candlelight. She's even more emphatic than usual in the way she reads. Maybe it's the red wine. It's hard to believe that Dara from County Down started writing his miraculous memoir, Diary of a Young Naturalist, when he was only 14 years old. It has won many awards, including the much-coveted Wainwright Prize, thereby proving, as he says himself, that a young person's voice in a literary world can be heard and that it isn't just older people doing nature writing. I'm now going to leave you with a little more music from the Wren Boys as I set off to forage in the hedgerows for my Christmas wreath. Amazing what you can find if you look carefully enough, even in deep midwinter. Many small treasures ready for the picking. And so, until January, I wish you all a very happy Christmas. May you keep safe and warm. The Shaking Bog is delighted to have presented this podcast in collaboration with Quilcher Nature and Mermaid Arts Centre.